I'm Eric. I'm Lucas. And we are the Modern Agronomists. We are putting a modern spin on an old industry. All right, welcome back, guys. Today, myself and Eric would like to touch on a couple key um, success stories or trends that we may be seeing from 2020 that we want to touch on. Uh, with the early spring that we had, we had quite a bit of early planted soybeans. We want to touch on that, and we also want to touch on uh, weed control, um, not spraying weeds, getting ahead of the game with residuals, and um, not getting too late on that. So, Eric, let's start with the soybeans. Over by you, this is probably the earliest you guys got on the ground in multiple years, I would guess. Yep, so I work out of the Malone location, so I cover from Malone, along 151 up to Stockbridge. And I would say in general, uh, this was one of the most favorable planting windows I've ever been a part of. And one of the things that I think a big discussion with a lot of the grain farmers is planting soybeans before corn. And I feel like moving forward, that transition of planting soybeans first is going to become more and more of a standard practice. Um, And I think there's a couple things that are involved with that. One... I think the yield gain planting beans early is extremely high. I mean, I think the reward can really pay you back versus corn. I think, you know, getting the corn in the ground early is good, but I don't think the reward's quite as high as soybeans. Um, And there's a couple things that go along with that. Um, So let's just put in perspective, Lucas kind of brought up weeds, but if your soybeans are in the ground longer, Hypothetically, we need our residual chemistry to last longer. Um, so I think that's that's one thing to consider if you're going to plant your soybeans early. Are, do you have a solid uh, herbicide program for your beans where you have long-lasting residuals and you're using them early and often? Well, back to back to what you're saying. We maybe picked up. You would say in our conversations, you've said that you you've had your probably best bean yield this last twenty twenty, and you attributed it to some early planting. What? Why do you think? Are we just getting because the extra day length days in? What What were you seeing? I think you know those early dates. I wouldn't say the beans came out of the ground hypothetically too much earlier. We had some cooler growing growing conditions early, so the beans necessarily didn't come out you know all that early. But I would say, you know, the more days that they have to grow, the more sunlight they're capturing, uh, that, that definitely attributed to that. Um, With these guys going early, how was your soils and everything? What was, was the ground fit or were we, did you feel we were maybe still a little early or did it all work out? I think I've seen kind of two scenarios play out there. And, you know, obviously one is the, the field's fit, two, the field's not fit. Uh in the scenario where the field was fit and even in some red clay acres that I work with, I had a gentleman plant soybeans, April 26th in a red clay. I would say it's not the tight red brick clay, but it was still red clay. And, uh, I actually met him out there that day. Um, this was the first 90 acres he had planted and just looking, I mean, there was dust flying, the trench was dry, the rows were closing. He was using a corn planter in 30-inch rows. And I think that delivery method probably was the best way to go that early. Right. Um, but in then scenario two, uh, 
where the field's maybe not quite as fit. Um, the furrow's maybe a little bit on the muddier side, but maybe dust was flying. I think some people got away with that, and I think people do every year. But uh, I'd say we had two or three spells where rainfall was kind of an issue, where we were dry. And in those fields where people planted maybe a little bit earlier than they should have, uh, I, you could definitely tell once we got a little water stress, you could really see those acres. There was just some issues going on. How deep are most of your guys going? Well, let's just talk about the corn planter guys. That's a good question. I mean, it kind of varies. Uh, everyone has a different comfort zone, uh, especially a lot of that is the soils they have. Um, the guy that I talked earlier about that planted April 26th in the red clay, he tends to plant a little bit on the shallower side. I think he's been burnt a time or two, putting the beans in a little deep, getting a hard rain and getting some crusting. But uh, I, and, and I think that was more so with a drill prior to moving to a corn planter. But since having the corn planter, I think, you know, he's in that inch Sometimes inch and a half range once in a while. If he if he knows he's planting into dry ground, he's really trying to get it down there into moisture. Well, that's that's what I would I guess I see in our area. Um, we I also work over. We have different soil types. I would say around the ripping area, we have some pretty good ground. We have been used to getting on the ground. Not always that last week of April, but this year we did. Um, the big thing we saw was just the just the workload spread out. I mean, we had some of our guys, you know, big acre guys that were completely done with soybeans before they even put the corn kernel on the ground. Uh, our yields, I thought, were were good. I, I'm not saying they were the best we've ever had, but um, we got dry also later in the year. But I guess I agree, too. I see, I see us transitioning a little bit more to that early planting. I mean, Sean Conley from UW has been talking about this for, for years and years now. And I think we're going to see that more going forward. Um, to go back to what you said also about the residuals and spraying, that was my biggest worry. I guess when we're planting April 20th, we're putting something down that's usually giving us, what, three weeks, two, two and a half, three weeks of residual. Usually we a lot of times get that big gully washing rain, so how much is left over. Um, luckily, it, I think it worked out pretty good, but one thing we want to touch on is our post-emerge then, the timing of that stuff. I think um, we've talked before about the old way of spraying was we wait till we see the, the, the fields full of weeds. I think we need to get away from that, and I think we have gotten away from that. The other biggest thing is layering some more residuals in when we are spraying the post, whether that's product like a dual product or brawl, whatever, what have you, but uh, getting ahead of the game and having plenty of residual left for that. But that was a big thing that we also seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I think for some growers, it's hard to shift their thinking. They feel like they're wasting a trip across the field unless they see weeds. And with some of the weed spectrum we have in our fields now, that's we can't think that way. We have to think, all right, when is that next flush of weeds going to emerge? And are we going to have our pre-emerge or, or, excuse me, our residual chemistry on the ground and and get rainfall before that next batch is going to emerge. I mean, how many guys you're working with now are doing uh, for sure two pass? I think uh, that's a good question. It was, it's been a transition, I'd say, from 2018, 19 to 20. I'd say we went from 
60%, probably to 90%. We do have a couple people that are still doing one pass total post. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I think that's coming to an end. I don't think okay. too many people are going to be able to, to get by with one one pass post. Even with residual chemistry involved, I just don't think it's going it's going to fit the bill anymore. Another thing Lucas and I want, had a conversation about prior to this is the last couple of years we've had, you know, some pretty magnificent crops, uh, some, some pretty high-yielding crops. And the conversation, are we replacing the nutrients that we pulled out of the ground with these crops? So let's just say we have 60 bushel beans, 200 bushel of corn. Are we thinking about what we pulled out and are we replacing it properly the following year? And, you know, that that's a pretty open-ended question because economics come into play there and fertilizer and pricing comes into play. But I, I just want to remind people and have people think and be proactive that, okay, the last three years we've been trending higher yields, but has our fertilizer program stayed the same? Do we need to make adjustments or make more applications or increase our rates to compensate what we've pulled out? Well, it's a definitely, I mean, has to, has to be taken in consideration because usually our first year corn, that's where we're hoping or thinking that's going to be our best yielding. So we do need to realize that beans do take a lot of fertilizer out of the ground. I know we haven't always looked at it that we need to fertilize them a whole lot, but for what they're taking out with some of the yields we're pulling off, we definitely take a look at that so we're not setting ourselves up yeah. for to, I guess, to be disappointed, you yeah. know, when everything, if we do have a great year and all of a sudden it's not there, well, where did our potash levels go? Right. From, from previous crop. And I don't think everyone has to always think, okay, we need to we need to pour the coals to it. I think if you just get on a good maintenance schedule and you maybe adjust your maintenance schedule based on how your yields are trending, then, you know, over the course of four years when you get your next round of soil samples, maybe you would be less disappointed if your levels went down. You know, you're setting the expectations for yourself. Absolutely. So those are just some of the key points we wanted to talk about in 2020. Uh, just bring to light, I think uh, there's a lot of exciting things coming forward, especially with the soybeans and the early planting dates. And you know, herbicides, I don't think there's quite as much new technology to the market, but I do think it's definitely with earlier planting dates, I do think that having a solid herbicide program is going to be warranted. Absolutely. So, yeah, just like Eric said, a couple things. Or basically one thing we want to just touch on um, going forward, I I don't see that changing much, so we'll see how she goes in 2021. Right on.